This is Story Quest. Brand new stories you'll want to hear again and again. Discovering Dinosaurs Now I know a ton of people who like dinosaurs and not all of them are kids. There's something incredible to think that these enormous creatures used to stomp around the land and flap and fly in prehistoric skies and, well, do all the other things that dinosaurs do as well. You know more about things like that than I do, I expect, right? I happen to know a kid who is into all things dino and they're called Archie and they live in West Blimlington. Now, maybe you know them. You do? Oh, brilliant. That's amazing. It's a pretty nice place. Now, Archie had read a ton of books about dinosaurs and watched videos galore. And pretty much no one else they knew could name as many dinosaurs or tell you about what they ate and where they lived and when. Well, you get the idea. Archie was particularly excited on the day our story properly starts because their school, St Elmo's, had announced a trip the following month to none other than Dinoland. Now, Archie wasn't silly enough to think that there would be actual living dinosaurs there. It was more of a museum where you could look at fossils and press buttons on exhibits to make them move and roar, but it still sounded like the most excellent fun and Archie could not wait. The day came and a coach full of excited pupils from St Elmo's arrived at Dinoland and everyone spilled out into the visitor centre. Now they were given a tour by one of the guides and allowed to spend the morning in the hands-on activity centre. Because schools have to make sure you're learning when you're having fun, right? There was of course the worksheet with the colouring page and as per every other school trip like this, there weren't enough colouring pencils to go around and well... Most of them were broken. But hey, it didn't matter. It was a great day and Archie was having the best fun. Things were, however, about to get, well, weird. It all started after lunch, which was basically the stuff they'd brought with them. Mr. Mann said they could spend the remaining couple of hours at the Dinoland Fun Fair, but they should meet back at the gift shop at 2.30 exactly. So off they went. Now, Archie liked a funfair as much as anyone else, but this was the sort that was mainly designed for really little kids. You know, the sort of place that has rides that go in a very small circle at very slow speeds, and you sit in something that is, well, basically a comical-looking plastic dinosaur. Archie thought they might have a go at the stalls where you chuck a ball at something, probably dinosaur-themed, or hook a duck for a prize, and Archie wondered if ducks were dinosaur-themed too. Maybe, hey? Hang on. What was that? Something caught Archie's eye. It was a tooth. A long curved tooth as big as his hand. It was sticking out of a small rockery. Dinosaur themed, of course. And he could see it white and glinting. A dinosaur tooth. But this was no fossil. It was bright and shiny. Not grey or black. Could it be plastic? Archie reached out and felt the tooth cool and hard in his hand. A strange breeze picked up. Instead of candy floss and donuts, the air was filled with a fresh, lush scent of grass, and the sun seemed to shine more brightly. Brighter and brighter, and then... Pop! When they opened their eyes, everything had changed. 
Archie couldn't quite believe what they were seeing. The fanfare had disappeared and instead a wide field appeared where before there had only been grey tarmac. Tall trees waved in the distance of a sort that looked kind of familiar, but also rather strange. And rather like that scene from a certain field, Archie blinked and rubbed his eyes and a Baracosaurus, yes, a Baracosaurus, appeared in the distance, lumbering towards them. Now this is the sort of thing that no one is really prepared for. We just don't tend to get a face-to-face situation with a Baracosaurus, but that seemed to be what was happening. And so Archie, very sensibly, began to run. Hey, said the Baracosaurus, come back. I'm not sure what was more surprising to our hero, seeing an actual dinosaur or realising it could talk. Archie came to a sudden halt and turned to the ginormous dinosaur. It seemed to be smiling. Dinosaurs can't talk, he said. How would you know, observed the Baracosaurus. Anyway, I'm Barry. Pleased to meet you. He raised an enormous front leg as if to shake hands and then realising how silly this looked, sheepishly put it down again. So on top of the shock of seeing an actual dinosaur, then finding out it can talk, now finding out it has a name, and the name was Barry? This was turning out to be quite the day. We've not had a child find us for ages. Hey, Kevin. Kev! He bellowed over his shoulder. And an approaching swooshing sound signalled the arrival of what? A pterodactyl? You're right, Barry. Oh, hey, it's another kid. Brilliant. Kev the pterodactyl was quite excitable and flapping around Archie's head, practically knocking them over. Barry made a happy snorting noise and bellowed once again, Sandra, come here! Of course, Sandra turned out to be a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Of course she did. Bounding towards the group, similarly delighted to have company. She spotted what was in Archie's hand. Oh, you found my tooth. I wondered where it went. Cracked at eating a very tough armadillo. So annoying. Curling her lip, Archie could see the snag where the tooth had broken off. Archie gingerly held it out as she waved him away with her little arms. You keep it. No use to me now, is it? Now, Archie knew quite a lot about dinosaurs, as I have said. And if we put to one side the whole talking and having names thing, something else needed saying. How come you're all here at the same time? You lived in millions of years ago. This was directed at Barry. And you were much later and it would have been like six million or so years before you appeared. Well, you shouldn't be around at the same time as us either called Kev. Nobody likes the smarty pants, said Barry with indignant look. The kids made a fair point. Usually no one notices that bit, said Sandra. She bowed kindly towards Archie and said, we don't know everything there is to know about the world just yet. And wouldn't it be boring if we did? Then she winked before shrugging. To be honest, we don't really know how we all ended up here. I was just terrorising some peachable deer-like creatures and there was a loud pop and well, here I am. Now, I think about it, and I don't think I spoke much back then. Peaceable deer-like creatures are usually too busy running like the clappers to stop for a chat. Maybe some sort of magical portal, wondered Archie. Well, it is what it is. Want to have a look around? We find kids who turn up here usually pop back to where they came from after an hour or two, so you don't want to waste any time. But we'd be very grateful if you could, you know, 
Sandra Mime zipping her jaws. Not easy with short arms, Bart, you got the gist. Keep it a secret? Sure. Barry lowered his neck to the ground. Hop on, kid. I'll get you a lift. Barry raised his neck and Archie clung on as tight as he could, feeling the warm scale under his hands. Into the forest they went with Kev flapping ahead and Sandra bringing up the rear. There were calls and crackles for the forest creatures, scampering beetles to calls of birds like creatures in the higher canopy. It was warm and humid and Billingham felt like a very long way away, let alone St Elmo's and their best friend Coco. Barry introduced Archie to his herd, who were chomping contently on the wide green plains and lifted Archie to see where Kev and his family made their nests. Now, Sandra said she would have introduced them to the other T-Rexes, but they were, well, a little bitey. And it was probably safest to give them a swerve. It was all like a bizarre and wonderful dream, and Archie found that the time passed so quickly. Archie could see that it was beginning to get a little dark and checking the time could see it was nearly half past two. Oh no! They must have been in this strange magical place for ages and almost as if the universe was listening, the world around him began to shimmer and fade. Looks like you're off! Thanks for dropping by, shouted Barry. Thanks for the tour, Archie shouted back as the world disappeared in a pop and they found themselves back in front of the funfair at Dinoland. The wardens were beginning to look up and Archie could see the coach pulled up with the skill kids from St Elmo's lined up ready to get on board for the trip home. There you are! Where on earth did you go? said Coco. Mr Man was looking for you. You missed out on the gift shop. That's the best bet. Oh, and it looks like you did get something. What is it? Coco had seen the glistening tooth in Archie's hand. A fossil, right? Now, Archie was desperate to tell Coco all about what had happened, but he'd made a promise to Barry and to Kev and to Sandra, and they wanted to keep it. And it wasn't actually, in fact, a fossil at all. It was just a tooth, a real T-Rex tooth, admittedly, and probably one of the rarest things anyone had ever owned. So Archie figured it would be safest just to not say anything. Come on, let's go. We've got a window seat. In the days and months that followed, Archie wasn't quite sure what had happened. Had they gone through a portal and seen the dinosaurs for real? Or was it some sort of dream? The glinting tooth had gone into Archie's special box of special things. That was proof, wasn't it? But hey, talking dinosaurs. With names? Really? But as Sandra had observed, we didn't know everything there was to know about the world just yet. And wouldn't it be boring if we did? And that thought made a lot of sense. And that's the end of our story, made just for you. I wonder what else you'll find in Dino Land. Wouldn't it be fun to visit? Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. If you like that story, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Alright, um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of, like, um, kind of furry, you know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March, and ever since the leaves have started to come out, Roby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't. 
and also like how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves. To find out, join us on the conversations Curious Kids, wherever you get your podcasts.